the Sydney Cricket Ground. One way shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. two slash B scenario here because we pathetically didn't get it done last time. We're going to go straight into number four, Meso, and oh boy howdy, is it a doozy. Seinfeld, four. Mate, 2023, huge year for cricket. Huge. Our women continued their total global annihilation mm. tour, securing their third, mm. third mm. consecutive World T20 title. Skipper and Aussie sporting champion Meg Lanning retires opening the door for Alyssa Healy to don the C next to her name. I guess I feel like now I've got nothing left to achieve on the international stage. And um, for me, I I can't be half in or half out with anything. And uh, I guess that's that's where I've landed with this decision is that I, I, I no longer have the, the spark. But at number four on our countdown, possibly controversially low, we're off to England. <laughs> Are we? Fuck. For six weeks of winter salvation and pure theatre, <laughs> it's the ashes. Ashes, ashes, ashes. Boom, boom, boom. Winter of Publer Steve's Ashes Watch. Mason, test one. Mm. Stokes declares in the first innings. Well done, idiot. A sign of the insanity to come over the winter period. Basball, hubris be thy name. <laughs> The dullard skipper then bowls Joe Root too long. He's duly dispatched into the stands twice by Captain Courageous Pretty Pat. Then the declaration douche Stokesy drops Nathan Human Lightbulb Lion in the outfield with still another 37 required. The go it there's a man out there. Oh, what a oh, I think he's put it down. What an idiot. He overdid it, didn't he? He overdid the dive. Oh. Jesus Christ. Fifth. Doing. Stokes Klinsman. Just says caught in the book, Diggs. Oh, we get it, mate. Doesn't say it was a screamer. We get it. The opening test eventually sealed by Pretty Pat mm. and his war hero eyes mm. as he sized the winning runs to deep backward square and into the fence to end an unbeaten partnership of 55 with the human light bulb. And we are away <laughs> in the ashes, Mason. Three to win. Yeah. He's taken the edge. There'll be one. Cummins will come back for two. Oh, he's knocked it over the boundary edge. And Australia are home. led his team to a famous victory here at H. Baston. 72 that he did when he came to the crease. He's got his team over the line. Huge gap through the offside. Robertson to Cummins, steers it down. The third man, it's got plenty on it. Will it reach the rope? They'll get at least a couple. Dive in. It's full run. No! It's knocked over the boundary rope. Pat Cummins drops his bat and helmet and wheels away in celebration. As he should. Australia 
where they fell two runs short on this ground in 2005 due to a stunning unbeaten stand of 55 here this afternoon for the ninth wicket. Cummins and Lyon have led Australia to one of their greatest Ashes victories by two wickets. Cummins is back and plays it on the squirt towards third man. He's running out towards the boundary. Diamond's oh no. his That's it. That's it. It's gone before Australia have won an extraordinary victory. Cummins is doing a half lap of honour. He's going to come over and pick up Nathan Lyon. What about that? Unbelievable that Australia have won this game. They've lost so many tight games. You'll remember that one in 2005. But Pat Cummins has steered the ball down to third man. He's throwing off his gloves. He's pumping the air in gladiatorial fashion. What a victory from Australia here to win this pulsating, entertaining game of cricket by two wickets. Pat Cummins, the hero of the hour, as I said in his first test, he scored the winning runs and now he scored them in an Ashes match for the ages. He can beat them forever and ever. Sexy butt, Pat, just hitting it down. You like his butt now? Mate, don't get me started on that. Full 60-minute podcast on his butt. He hits it straight into where all the players are up in the rooms. It is just oh, the, the visual of that four is... It's just sexual. Talk about the boundary visual as well, because he throws the bat afterwards. Uh, it's amazing. But on the rope, friend of the pod, Jake Avant, who was on our grand final pod. episodes, sure. you can see him in the high vis working for the Amazon crew doing the test. We might have to get him on this year as one of the many special guests we're getting on the maybe, maybe, maybe daily. <laughs> can't do anything seriously. No, never. <laughs> like you're at a funeral speech and you just can't. Oh, I know. You just can't take okay, it. Okay, this guy's a great bloke, bloke, bloke. He's going six feet under, left leg, right leg, your body will follow. Watch that hole. I would trust this man with my life. Okay, mate. Say it in a normal voice. But, mate, there's something about the first test of a hyped series sure. of the Ashes. I'm hook, line, and sinker either way. Mm. But when it delivers like that, that's when the people who aren't really paying attention, like, fucking hell, that was all right, wasn't it? Absolutely. It's theatre. Absolute theatre, the Ashes. Absolute theatre. So that story. test, yeah. England missed a grand total of 12 chances. There's only 11 in the team, last I counted. <laughs> they missed 12 <laughs> chances in the field. They conceded a whopping 118 sundries and took two wickets, two with no balls. So it came as slight bemusement <laughs> to cricket fans who harbour functioning eyeballs and ears when Ollie Dibbly Dobbly Ollie Robbie Robinson writes a column for Wisden, no less, stating, eh, the Poms basically won it. Tough guy, Ollie. Well, okay, tough guy, Ollie. <laughs> the birth of the moral victors has arrived. <laughs> I dead set thought that was satire when it happened. I thought it was like Batuta. Who's got time to write an article? I should have known it was him when it was in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Dear everyone, we won from Ollie. To whom it may concern, moral victors. Here's the sun that I drew on my second day in the team. I love my mummy. Righto, Dibley. We get it, mate. Back on the pine. So we enter test two, mate. Sure. And we're at the calm, serene, respectful home of cricket. <laughs> We're at Lords and doesn't shit go right off. <laughs> Alex Sexy Eyes Fast Hands Carey uses his keeping smart to throw down the stumps after Bloodnut Blubber Boy Bearstow wanders aimlessly out of his crease, <laughs> presumably in the hopes of 
locating a meal between breakfast and brunch, <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. Oh. We're in the finish, and Bearstay ducks once more. That was closer to the body. Oh, and it's... Oh, well, there's a shout for a run-out. Oh, now, that's going to be very interesting. Oh, no. Upstairs we go, Bearstay's out here. Bearstay's gone wandering oh. down the track after the ball landed with Carey, and like you might see in junior cricket, Carey's thrown the ball onto the stumps, standing back... And it's immediately been sent upstairs. The question is, was the ball dead? Maria Rasmus, the third umpire. Boy, oh boy, what a decision he has to make. Oh, he's walked out early. Oh, he's walked out early. He's walked out oh, early. yes, oh, he's oh, walked oh, out. Oh, oh. My sense is, this is going to be given out. We're yeah. on the screen, it's given yeah. out. Yeah. It's a moment of controversy at Lords. The crowd are booing. We thought yesterday got people fired up around the cricketing world. Well... Buckle up. This is going to be something. Bairstow's walking off the field for 10. This is going to be a moment that goes around the world. The crowd are angry. The Pumblechook Egg and Sauce Brigade in the members clan, sorry, stand, they managed to pull off the hooded sheets just long enough to greet the Aussie <laughs> team on their way to lunch by spitting the sort of vile, entitled, invective last seen. From a plantation owner in the deep south. Question. Talk I've to got me. two things, right? Cricket. So many white people. Oh, mate. It's just the most white. Pretty diverse. It's so white. When I think of cricket, I think of diversity. <laughs> they wear white. They're all white. They stop for tea. <laughs> is there a whiter practice? <laughs> Guys, we're going to have tea. Is that what I think it is? Yeah. I just can't get over when you look at a crowd or look in the members at Lords. Oh, it is disturbing. What are they drinking up there? Just each other's bodily fluid and their own fat. They're just drinking. They have like little tubes that go through each of them, and they just drink their own. What like fat. a colostomy like, bag like of, a, of yeah, their own? Just all of them have colostomy bags. Literally just loving their own shit. Yeah, and they just eat their own fat as they sit there and say how much <laughs> they hate black people. While they're mouthing their own fat. They look like they have missed out on being cast for Get Out for being too obvious. <laughs> you know, like the Jordan Peele film. It's like, nah, we want that Bradley Cooper role to be a bit more subtle. I'm telling you, it's like they're all stuck. It's like the human centipede. Like when they all leave, they all, they're all stuck together. <laughs> so they all have to leave with, yeah, yeah. like they're actually hip to hip as they come in. It's like They have huge... to walk in and out of the stadium like that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to conger in. Just chuntering. They have to conger Margaret in. Margaret had the right idea, talking about Thatcher and shit. If I was a fielding captain at the time, I would have put a bit more, well, a lot more pressure on the umpires to, to ask them what their decision was around the over and then would have had to have a, a real think around the, the spirit of the game and would I want to potentially win a game with something like that happening? And it would be no. Oh, I thought it was fair. You know, it's... You know, see Johnny do it all the time. He did it day one to David Warner. He did it in 2019 to Steve. It's a really common thing for keepers to do if they see a batter keep leaving their crease. So, you know, cares full credit to him, saw the opportunity. I think Johnny did it a few balls beforehand. Rolled at the stumps. Johnny left his crease. You leave the rest of the umpires. So the stump picking was in the second test, which is crazy. Yeah, isn't oh, it? It feels like you it was think later. It's later. Gee, they hung on to it, didn't they? Didn't they? Hey, way to move forward. Is that... Is that the biggest... Is that the most controversial wicket in Ashes history? Recency bias. Yeah, 100%. Huh. I think when it comes to controversy 
it's about the end result. So body line was the most controversial thing, obviously. Mm, true. That changed the laws of cricket, okay? Then you've got Stuart, hey, look at me, broad, nicking off to first slip <laughs> to pup. Mm. But it never eventuates in anything. In the moment, the maelstrom of that moment, you're blinded by it and you're like, can you believe this prick didn't walk? I can't believe it. It's a footnote now. It's just part of the storied history. It's why we love it. Yeah. But it doesn't actually affect anything. This is this is why I love the Ashes. Yeah. Because like all good sport, you can vacate your own mind. Mm. You can escape. Mm. And it's overnight. Like it's an insomniac and underemployed <laughs> and a drunkard's dream. Because you can just sit up and not worry about the fact you haven't paid the electricity bill because you've got batteries in the wireless. And you can wireless. What, I'm in the 40s, am I? But you know what I mean? Like, you can get taken out of your real life and pretend you give a shit about something that you know doesn't really matter. True. And you can get all up in arms about Bearstow or Broad or yeah, Bodyline. That's right. But then in 20 years, you can still talk about it. There's some beauty to that, I think, I in like the ashes that. especially. I'll pen to that. Oh, Back on the ground, Meso. Yes. And the human light bulb pings a baby cow and the ashes <laughs> turn on their head. Mate, one of the highlights for me, mm. all ashes, was seeing the human light bulb hobble his way to the crease to face the music. He was already waiting on the sideline so he didn't get timed out with the dodgy calf. What a hero. Yeah, it was interesting being in the long room rather than sitting in the pavilion going to the bat. It felt like I was... In a zoo, everyone, all, a lot of eyes on me, uh, watching what we're doing, what, what we're saying, what we're talking about. Um, but I'll do anything for this team, and I wanted the bat. Gets there, and it was purely a, a statement of intent and will, and a bit of a forks to the poms. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was more to it than he just coming. He belligerently out. nudges and nurdles and hooks and hobbles his way to only four or so. I think. I think he has four runs, but it just signified the pulmonary gulf mm. between these two warring nations. Mm. One had ticker, the other one claimed victory when they'd lost. <laughs> it was my call. and spoke to Ron and Paddy. Um, Paddy was probably a little bit hesitant, but at the end of the day, as I said, I'll do anything for this team and I'll do it again tomorrow. The end result, Mace. Another brown Dax squeaky bum moment as Ben's spirit of the game Stokes threatens to turn fellow Kiwi Tim Finn into a liar. So very nearly did history repeat. But this was to be no Headingley 2.0. Oh, God. Spirit of cricket Kiwi Stokes is electrifying 155. Not enough as the Aussies get up by 43 runs, taking a two-block lead. That's down two zip to the morals. Love it. For those pledging allegiance to the King Chuck. Test three, mate. All yep. knives are out. The Headingley crowd bang for blood. Mitch Bison Marsh lumbers to the crease at four for 80-odd. The Mega Meloned Marsh thwacks a runner ball 118, <laughs> including 17 boundaries and four sixes. Shove that in your baz hole, England. Australians hate me. In 2023, every Australian is absolutely loving him. What a century. Australia in strife, and he's come to the rescue as Mitch Marsh. The only thing better than that ton was the footage of brother Sean Sauce and oh. dad Jeff. I don't know what his dad's name is, so I can't do the acronym. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking time out of getting matching henna tats as they celebrated their family holiday to Bali. Would not want to be an ice cold bintang and seminyak <laughs> that night. Sean's 40th in a couple of days' time, so all the family's in uh, in Bali. So let's hope he gets to 40. 
<laughs> Sadly, a fiver from Mitchell, Mrs. Healy Stark. Not enough to seal the deal in the favour of the good guys. England claw one back. Wouldn't they stink a lot, the Marsh boys? Wouldn't they stink? They'd be sweaty and stinky, wouldn't you they? You reckon BO problems? Yeah, big BO problems. See, interesting. I actually see them more as overdoing the cologne. Oh, you reckon they're going, yeah. I reckon they're, they're going real hard on the links. OD cool water. Yeah. Just spraying <laughs> for days, you know? So much burping, so much just in the rooms, just constantly. Mate, every Mrs. Marsh ever, shout out. Boss, just keep it down, mate. Right, fuck. Yeah, any danger you could not sit on it backwards in the dunny. <laughs> Fair tiger stripes. <laughs> like a tiger. Yeah. Test four, mate. Sure. We're off to Old Trafford. Yeah. Where it's on as even. After the Manchester weather emulates long-standing Muslim conflict, it's either Shiite or Sunni. <laughs> Ugly man Zach, chimney sweep, crawdad, crawly, belt 189, Manus tons up for the men from the correct hemisphere. And between brekkie and brunch, blubber boy Bairstow is gloriously left stranded on 99, not out. That's eh, a shame. Quickly, give me 10 seconds on what you think Crawley looks like. Imagine going on a blind date with him. You'd throw up as soon as you saw him as he walked through the door. You'd just vomit all over the table at the Chef Hat restaurant. Even if you were blind? Like, it's a blind date where you can't see? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's really into blind chicks. Oh, braille face crawling. She could see it. He'd go, all right, and she'd just vomit everything up on the table. Everything. The little pieces of bread she's been having. It's just the faces on these blokes, these 11. They're not healthy. They're hideous. They're disgusting. They're not human. Did you feel sad when Bearstow was left stranded on 99? Absolutely not. I was so, so happy. It's the greatest. Couldn't be it's happier best, for the it? man. Dead set. His mental fragility scares me. It scares me. Well, it's early age, that. The redness is fragile. Instant fragile. Okay, let's get on the psych couch here for him. That's an instant fragile for me. As soon as you come out of the womb red, you're in big trouble, I reckon. you are already got your guard up. You already got the shield up. Yeah, but it goes the other way then. Surely you should learn to have thick skin. You know you're going to be bullied into submission. But it turns aggressive instantly. They've got a long line of P-hearts. At least Grievous Bodily Harmison. He made up an excuse <laughs> about his homesickness. By the way, from Newcastle. No one's ever been homesick there. Make up something. <laughs> That's reason. Jonathan Trott. Jonathan Trott. Jonathan Trott. Ended his career. He had the dignity to retire and go home. Not to his birth <laughs> continent of Africa, but to England. Bairstow just sort of lugs around, kicking the dirt, looking for something to chomp on. There's history of this. Have you seen Freddie Flintoff's head lately? What's happened to him? Wow, hang on. He was in a very significant car accident. No sympathy. He's a pom. No sympathy. <laughs> no sympathy. What's happened True. to his face? Flintoff's still English because he heard us and he got gilly and everything. But in another 20 years, he'll have the statute of limitations lifted. So much like Darren Goff, we can claim him. Well, he's had his face lifted. It's, it's, it's full on, isn't <laughs> okay. it? Okay. Okay. He's in a car crash, mate. He wants to take his, he wants to take his face Flintoff. Not too bad. I'm okay. not sure we'll hear any of it, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah. I'd like to take his his face off. The final test, Mace, of an enthralling series sees no tons, eight wickets for Mrs. Healy, and Australia set a record run chase. The good guys are cruising at none for 126 after just 36 overs. Oh. 
Then Mark, thick as wood, hits Aussie Aussie Caramello Kawaja on the noggin and the ball is mm, allegedly knocked out of shape. Wouldn't have thought so. The replacement ball mm. looked like it had been bottle-capped on one side, Vaseline on the other, and the seam picked with a switchblade, then bung in the freezer overnight. Mate, this thing hooped around corners. Wokes puts on a clinic, and the bad guys snatch a Pyrrhic victory in the shadows of day five. In a very bittersweet moment for Aussie fans, Stuart Hey Look At Me Broad finally exits the test arena. His last petulant turd act, blatant attention-seeking, sees him switch the bales at the non-striker's end before the final yeah. over of play. <laughs> Good riddance, you hypocritical non-walking bandana pussy boy, you. Suck it, Broad. Actually liked Wood. I liked what he was doing out there. He was actually very good in that test. Really good. Bit of ticker. Seems like a bit of a character too, or Woody. Yeah, well, when you're thick as shit, you might as well be a character. <laughs> He's a bit too good looking as well for that team, what, I for think. for England? God, that's not saying much. He's like fucking Brad Pitt. Okay. He is. He's. he's <laughs> Calm down. The big book of British smiles. I think it's very memorable time in your life like it you remember a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that happens around the ashes i've watched ashes with you in london i remember that yep. watching just days of cricket with you i always love the idea of everyone supporting that one team mm. especially a country that's what i love about absolutely us v them siege mentality yep us v them there's no yep. bitterness between anyone it's all we're all in we, we don't even have to say it yeah, it's a given. We know it's who we're all going for. No, nah, it's amazing. Which is what I love about it. And that's the best thing about those six weeks. Remembering what you, those six weeks, not even for the cricket, but your own life. You remember things that happened in your life, but also that support with all your mates. You remember where you were, who you were with, the bonding sure. by a common enemy. And like I sort of touched on earlier, it's a bit like state of origin. It never fails to allow us to leave our mundane lives for a minute. Right. Escape the four inches between your ears and the best sport helps you escape yeah. and fool yourselves into thinking it really matters in the moment. Right. And then yeah, like I said, life's better when insomniacs and drunks and the underemployed can get stuck into the colonizers overnight and everyone's like, fuck, I might tune in. I'll tell you one thing about the ashes that I don't like is this sport is the biggest bullshit stat driven thing I've ever seen. So much who cares? More than baseball? Baseball's big. Oh, it's close. Going current games. Mm. Roller cam. Excuse me? Some fat bogan sitting in the roller as he goes over the pitch. <laughs> and they're, they're videoing him and they're going roller cam. Like, who gives a flying fuck about this bloke? I don't mind the camera angle. That's fine. But don't give it a title. Roller cam. Roller cam. <laughs> Honestly, oh, what are we watching? Oh, if only I knew. <laughs> hey, mate, it's an over-under proper, but I'm not even going to put the sting in because I me. maintain the most overrated thing in sport, and this one goes out to the nerdy cricket fans who are listening, the light roller. So in between <laughs> innings, the batting captain, oh. they go, mate, you've got to roll it for, uh, I think it's six minutes in the 10-minute break. You need to have a roller. Would you like the heavy roller or the light roller? Such a white question. Now, a heavy roller flattens the pitch out, right? It helps you bat, right? Yeah. Pitch has got cracks everywhere. Fifth day, Mahali. Oh, give me the light roller. I want to keep the cracks. (laughs) No one has ever gone for the light roller. It is the most... We we need another podcast where we revamp Test Cricket. Test Cricket is the pinnacle. I love it. And it will die. 
it has refused to move with the times. It's done some day-night stuff, but it's not enough. We need to just... If aliens rocked up and decided that they love test cricket, they'd go, hey, I've got some notes. Shouldn't be the way it is. We need to restart that thing. All right? Get rid of the fucking light roller as one of them. It'd be a good tactic, wouldn't it? He's using the fucking light roller. Just to get in their heads. Get in their heads. Yeah. Light roller. You know how to get in their heads? They'd go, but we're going to kill this mob. They want the cracks. Hey... Harbajan, those footprints, still there. Footmarks are still there. When you need a new thing in your life, there's only one way to go. There's a path. Do the math. It's not crass. It's your New Year's resolutions, baby. Resolution. We'll be live. Before I uh, litter your mind and brain and ear holes with some more resolutions, have you got any left or not? I've got one that's grinding my gears. Hit me, please. Stop talking in percentages. When someone says something and I go, oh, 100%, 100%. Why do we do this? Hang on. Why do we talk? How amazing would it be if we only talked in percentages? Hang on a minute. Lock going on here. Lock going on. You've already dived into another option. <laughs> Are you wanting to stop talking in percentages or are you wanting to stop saying 100%? Are you walking around going like, there's a 27% chance I'll be there at the beach today? Well, if someone says, like, you go on the game and I always say, like, 150%. I don't need to do okay, that. Okay, that's shit. That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. 100% exactly. is the most doesn't exist. Do. All i got to say is, yeah, yes, I'll be there. No, but hang on. Yes. Is your issue... I'm so sorry to get stuck on semantics, especially considering some of my resolutions, but are you... I've thrown 30% out there. Have you? I've thrown 30% out there. It sounds to me you're only saying 100%. Give me an example. Mel says, do you need to go to the toilet? And I say, oh, 30%. You've never (laughs) said that in your life. Do not lie to our seven loyal listeners. I think you're sick of saying 100%. Imagine doing that. How rude. Do you need to go to the toilet? 30%. By the way, who's asking another adult, do you need to go to the toilet? Weird. 100% weird. And also 30% means you've probably just dribbled down your leg. You know what? She sees the 30% down your leg and goes, hey, do you need to go to the toilet? Yeah, another 70%. <laughs> do you know what people do the 70, 30, 60, 40? They do do that. People do that in conversation. Uh-huh. 80, 20, 80, 20. You know what's a big one with people who've got kids out there is percentiles. And my child is mm. in the 70th percentile oh, for height. so many. She's three, mate. She's fucking three. Another one, the age. When does it stop being weeks? No, you can't Like, are we do... still doing it? 132 weeks. Once they're one year old, no more months. How good would that be, though? How old's your kid? Oh, he's 246 weeks. It's mm, like, fuck. Okay, right, let, let, let me get, get the, the abacus out. <laughs> There's a 100% chance I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Have you got any more resolutions? Mate, I told you at the start, I, I have eight, which is a normal human being thing to do. Uh-huh. There's no, we don't need any more. Not like 50-odd, like I've got? Yeah. I'm okay. guessing you've okay. got a few more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's your New Year's resolutions, baby. Resolution. We'll be live. Complete a game of Monopoly. 
You can't. Nah. Just goes and goes. There's always someone cheating. Always. Always. Eat lunch. <laughs> never eat lunch. You eat lunch? Never of course. Eat lunch. You never eat lunch. You just go yeah. breakfast, dinner. Nah. Uh, and then just like snap at strangers on the tram at four o'clock. Not cool. As the doctor said, Sonny, it's a lifestyle thing. Yeah, more solids, less <laughs> liquids. <laughs> Didn't listen. Stop lying about knowing musical artists that I have never listened to. Oh, so when someone ref- references and you go, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, yeah. What are, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, some of Ella Fitzgerald's early stuff's incredible. <laughs> no idea. Learn what all the cutlery signals mean when at dinner. Then forget them instantly. <laughs> it's so specific. Do you know what they mean? I mean, they're so specific. Get healthy. Is you? <laughs> oh, I've crossed them, so take the plate. Like, what's the, what's the cutlery stuff? Why? No idea. Why do we need that? Yeah, I'll let you know when it's ready to go. <laughs> Ask Paul. Take a solid dump. <laughs> I didn't think you'd go that low. Just one. You can't believe you've gone that low. Just one solid it's one. It's my year, mate. It's my year. Shoot a gun. Yeah, I've wanted to do that. I've wanted to do that one bad. I want to get a bazooka. Excuse me? Just want to get a bazooka and fucking fire that bad boy. Like at something? Yeah, at something. Like a tractor. Not manned. Just a tra- like a big tractor, just explode it. At a tractor? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why at a tractor? I don't know. I guess would be in a some acre. Would be out in farm in the country. I'm guessing there's a tractor around. What can we shoot? Well, there's a fucking tractor there. I can bang. Now it makes sense. <laughs> don't end up in hospital. So sad. Stop telling people I'm Banksy. (laughs) That is so annoying. And listeners can't see, but the way you looked at me when you said Banksy was so fucked up. Social ant at his best. Go up to Paul and say that. Drink more piss. (laughs) Really? Yeah, everyone goes the other way. Fuck (laughs) them. I've got more in me. <laughs> Replace Mississippi with Mal Meninga when counting upwards in seconds. <laughs> One Mal Meninga. So two Mal Meninga. <laughs> three Mal Meninga. That works. I know. That is Stoner 101. Fuck, that is good stuff. One Melmaninga. Successfully predict the death of a major celebrity. Great call. That's one of our goals. Valet Bob Down. You know what we should do? Capsule right now. Who's going to die? Okay. Who you got? Famous. Give me five. Nah, it's just one. It's got to be one. I'm going to say Jim Carrey. Whoa! Go on. Give me the five. Dawn Fraser. Yeah, no, yeah, all right, all right. She's too old, yeah, right. Yeah, because she's 90, yeah. She swims every day. Macy Gray. Jeez, I thought you were going to say me. Macy Gray. She has choked before. Has she? 
I tried to say goodbye and I choked. Really good. Really good. <laughs> and I want to give the Heimlich as well. That was one of my resolutions. Wow. Too big. She towers over all of us. Nick Nolte. <laughs> Lindsay Gaze. And Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy? You said Jim Carrey. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking good, that. This reminds me, though, of... I don't know if we've ever spoken about this, but friend of the pod, Buckets, years ago, we're sitting down on a Sunday morning, hungover, having a mm. breakfast, and he puts the sports mm. section down, looks at me really earnestly and goes, you know what? I reckon Dave Warner's going to deck Joe Root this Ashes tour. <laughs> now, what do you mean, deck him? Like, punch him? He goes, yeah, I reckon he's going to knock him out. Wow. Fast forward two months... And he fucking knocks out Joe Root. He knocked him out. Yeah. Take the boy out of Matraville. So look out Dawn Fraser, Macy Gray, Nick Nolte, <laughs> Lindsay Gaze and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> when drinking someone's wine at a dinner party in 2024, I will not comment after the first sip that it is nice wine. Yeah, fuck off. They all taste the same. Mmm, crushed grape. Mmm, that's nice. That's nice. It's the same shit. You always talk about this. Why are we doing it with wine? We don't do it with other drinks, do we? Yeah. Mmm, that's good Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you can really taste the doctorate. No. That would be amazing if someone had a cellar, a cellar of, of Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper. went down there. <laughs> this is the 88 vintage. <laughs> Similar to the 89. So it's just cans of pop. And he cracks it and it just sprays everywhere. Ah, fuck. It's so hot down here. <laughs> the Dr. Pepper cellar. You don't go really well with this quail sprite. Mm, I don't think we paired the mellow yellow quite well enough with the oysters. They've been off for 25 years. By the way, you should only tell people it's good wine... I think, because I'm such a Luddite, the next morning, if I'm not hung as a bloody Harlem Globetrotter, it's like, hey, heads up, that was really good wine. <laughs> yeah, hey, FYI. No idea at the time, but I'm not rough as a guts. No one gives a fuck. It's your taste buds. Absolute wank. Oh, you've watched Sideways, have you? Fucking dope. <laughs> That's like I reckon all Powerade ads. All the Powerade ads are like athletes with ropes and doing hard rope oh. courses. And stuff. It should just oh. be... 20 seconds of the most putrid bloke alive, writhing. Yep. Another five seconds of him <laughs> scrambling in bed. Then three seconds of him grabbing a Powerade bottle and sculling it so it's all over his face. And him going, ah. It just goes, bang. Hot cakes. Powerade. Hot cakes. It's just a hangover ad. Hot cakes. Resolution. We'll be live. So there's just a few, mate. There's just a few. Oof. Take us Jeez. into the new year, into the last episode. Give me a pillow. I need a, I need a Horlicks and a lie down. <laughs> I mean, far out. What, a pillow is in like that just bored you all the way to sleep? <laughs> I'm just exhausted. Fair enough. I mean, so many thoughts. I love it. You're a real thinker, aren't you? You're a thinker, aren't you? I'm wondering if the ashes should have been higher in the list. Let us know. Sure. Anyone out there, let us know. It's not often a Please. serious ashes like that doesn't even make the top three. Crazy talk. But that's the end of Ep 3 here. We're going to come back and do the top three sporting moments of 2023. <laughs> Before we get into that, how can people get in touch with us? And I'm sick of people zoning out during this. I need you to really ram it home. Okay. 
How can they get in touch with us? Give me a 100% attitude. Yeah, yellow pages or white pages under M. A.B. Daily. It is... If you're a Lords member, it's the white pages. <laughs> it is X, formerly known as Twitter. X, formerly known as Twitter. I repeat. Maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily. And Instagram, which is poison, at maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe... Poison. Underscore underscore daily. Follow and like our shit plays. Shit plays. Shit plays. Absolutely, mate. We're going to be back with the top three of the last year. And then after that, we're going to be back every single week of the year, <laughs> give or take. Hey, it's the Maybe Daily. It's the Maybe Daily. What do you want from us? I'll see you then. I need you to do a couple of things before then, mate. Go on, mate. I need you to 100% sure. know that I love you. And I need you to 100% stay mint. And 100% <laughs> not necessarily in that order. 100% agree with you, and I 100% love you, and 100% stay mint. Mate, you're in the top one percentile of people I'm talking to right now. Is one percentile good, or is, a, is 99 good? I never know. It sounds bad. It sounds horrible. His head circumference is the 99 percentile. It's like, that doesn't Why sound Why are good. they measuring it? <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us. No, but percentiles is a big one. It's percentiles because big, it's also really false bragging. It's this weird thing of like, yeah, so this thing that used to live in my balls and I didn't mean to create is in the <laughs> 80th percentile for height. Cool. Can it pick you up from the RSL? Who cares? Not interested. Yeah, that's right. Couldn't give a rat's. <laughs> Could not give a rat's. I'm 80 20 from picking you up from the RSL. What do you want? What do you uh, want to do? Look, what do you mate, want to do? I'm, you I'm about 27%. <laughs> 100% don't care. Maybe you need to adjust it to stop saying 100%. 100, yeah, that, I just nearly went to say 100%. Yeah. I just nearly went to say 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%, you're right. 100%. You're right, oh, you're right, you're right. This is like when I said you need to stand your ground more often. <laughs> Too easily malleable, you know? You let people persuade you. You're right, you're right. I'm like, see? You're right. See, you're doing it there. Oh, you've watched Sideways, have you? You fucking dope.